multifamily housing starts were up in August, way up, rising 21.6% to 530,000 units annualized. Multifamily permits also increased of 15.8% on pace for 674,000 units. The seasonally adjusted year-over-year increase in multifamily construction starts was 10x that of single-family in August. Such news is a welcome against a continued backdrop of otherwise wall-to-wall bad news, including a weak GDP, high inflation, and soaring gas prices. Most importantly, the increase in construction activity was accompanied by a rise in builders' confidence. Concerns around lumber prices have finally eased, and while material shortages and supply chain issues continue to draw out project completions, it seems we're working our way through. Fueling it all is a continued great migration. The great affordability migration is moving away from the West Coast and Northeast to more affordable markets in the Rocky Mountains and smaller metros. Today's guest is at the center of it all. Avalon Bay is the nation's third largest apartment owner with nearly 80,000 units in its portfolio and the 13th largest apartment manager. As the company's EVP of development and construction, Bill McLaughlin knows a great deal about apartment production and inventory, something that is changing daily. Bill, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here and looking forward to catching up. Bill, if you would, give us a quick snapshot on your background and how you came to run development and construction at Avalon Bay. Sure, thank you. Um, I've been with Avalon Bay for over 27 years and have been in the development business for about 35. I got my start locally in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right out of college. Um, And my first uh, foray into real estate was owning and redeveloping rent-controlled properties in Cambridge, uh, which which was quite a baptism by fire. But uh, I've been at it for you know a number of years now, and and uh, uh, I've seen seen an awful lot of, of development, a lot of changes and trends in the in the industry. Uh, but I've been enough to be in in one place for the majority of my career. CoStar's U.S. land price index is up over 150 percent since bottoming out in Q2 of this year. How big of a hurdle is land to development? You know, land is continues to be a challenge, especially land permitted for multifamily development uh, in virtually all of our markets. But but it's only one of the challenges we're facing these days. I mean, the, the biggest component of cost is is hard cost, construction cost, um, and that continues to climb, even though we've seen some relaxation in in lumber pricing. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's always a challenge, and and I will say there's just a, a ton of capital flooding into our space, so it's just a very competitive environment. Um, any good site gets bid up by eight, 10 potential developers at a time. What is driving the low supply of good sites? Are the good ones gone or have land use restrictions kept good sites off the market? Yeah, I'm not sure there's a terrible shortage of good sites. They're just very expensive and competitive to to control. Um, In fact, most of our markets, we're seeing a fairly substantial and steady clip of supply added in most areas except the urban core. Um, so new supply is down in, in most cities themselves, uh, but the surrounding suburbs have been very active and the transit locations near the city core are also very active. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't gotten easier, that's for sure. Local governments, including those in Minneapolis and California, have eliminated single family zoning to allow more housing. While it boosts small scale development, 
It doesn't seem helpful to large-scale developers like Avalon Bay. What regulatory reforms would open the door for larger projects? Well, I think that's a great question. I, I, you know, the the efforts in California I'm familiar with, and, and I think it makes great sense to try to get small-scale development scattered throughout uh, the communities. It's not going to make a big dent in new supply, but it certainly helps. Um, where we're seeing the most opportunity is in mixed-use development. Um, there seems to be uh, a lot less demand for retail, uh, some of the hotels, um, certainly movie theaters, other uses which are no longer the highest and best use for certain sites or locations uh, make great sense for multifamily or multifamily with additional other development, retail office, whatever the case may be. So we've seen some relief in that area from a regulatory perspective. And frankly, those tend to be in infrastructure rich locations. So they, they lend themselves to uh, greater intensity of development and more, more multifamily density. Avalon Bay's focus seems on suburban markets. Post-COVID approach or part of a long-term strategy? Well, I think historically we grew up in the suburbs, um, but we have been pretty agnostic in terms of uh, the business we'll do. Uh, typically, the barriers to entry in the cities have been costs, um, not so much zoning. Um, and there are certain points in the business cycle where new urban development makes sense um, in points where they don't, uh, I would say that the suburban development opportunities are more evergreen. Um, frankly, they're less risky and they're less costly. So, uh, and you're able to serve a, a price point that is is broader than the really top of the market urban rents. Um, so that that has been a focus of ours. Although we do have a number of high rises underway or planned, the the pandemic certainly has uh, set that business back further. Already retreating from it, cost and on economics. Um, but I would say it may be a couple of years before it makes a lot of sense to be building in, say, New York or San Francisco. So when, Bill, if ever, do you see the urban core coming back? Well, I'm, I'm a little bit of a contrarian. I, I'm sort of looking for those green shoots now. Um, you know, I think the key is obviously going to be folks getting back to the office. Right. And and frankly, the giant adjustment in price on a relative basis between towns and the suburbs, the market demand in the suburbs is through the roof. Um, so rents are up significantly there. They're down a lot in the cities. At some point in time, that pendulum is going to swing back. And it may not be this year, it may not be next year, um, but it's not a forever transition. Half of Avalon Bay's new developments are in the Northeast, a region known for slow growth and high regulation. What's the attraction? Well, Linda, I think that's a great question. Um, there's probably twofold answer there. One is the locations we pick in the Northeast tend to be the better locations and harder for others to do business in. We've got a 20 plus year track record and we think that's a, a competitive advantage for us. You know, we used to characterize them as high barrier to entry markets, you know, Darien, Connecticut, or, or you know, Newburyport, Massachusetts, other places such as that. Um, but the other piece of it is that's where our heritage has been. So we have a lot of tenure, a lot of uh, experience, a lot of relationships in those markets. This is still very much a people business. And so we see the opportunities that are presented to anyone in the market, we're likely to see as, as uh, soon as anyone. Um, and we've been able to build a big book of business over a really long period of time. Um, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be really focused on the expansion markets that we've identified. And over time, we'll see a significant shift, I think, in our assets. Uh, but today, it's still great business for us to be doing. Materials prices have been surging. Supply chain issues are everywhere. What's this done to your line of sight on project completions and budgets? 
boy, it's, it's tough to have any, any uh, confidence in your schedule or your budget these days. Um, schedule in particular, I, I think we've had, we tend to be the preferred client and preferred employer for the subcontractors. Um, the material delays and shortages of, of staff can stretch your, your schedule for sure, but we've generally been able to hold pretty steady on our budgets. Um, it's tough. I think it's tougher for others than it may be for us. Um, and it's tougher in some regions than others. I know the, the Denver areas is, is in California are particularly tough. Um, we've, seen, we've seen some unevenness in how, how difficult it's been. Which is the bigger problem, materials or labor? Um, I think it actually all comes down to labor, right? Because what's holding up the supply chain is the labor to deliver it, right? Truck drivers um, and manufacturing in the plants. So whether it's a slowdown in appliances or a delay in drywall deliveries, it really all comes down to, to labor shortages, in my view. Bill, shifting gears a bit, Avalon Bay is a participant member of Gresby. Is this important to attracting investment funds? You know, I think it is the wave of the future um, to, to uh, be a, a full, fully focused firm on all stakeholders, including you know, the environmental concerns that people have, including good governance, including, you know, taking good good care of, of your uh, associates. So um, I guess the short answer is yes. I, I hope we're a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, we certainly focus on it project by project in terms of uh, lead certification or, or Energy Star or other measures. Um, and I was uh, interested to see about 30 days ago, we, we actually issued our first green bonds for three quarters of a billion dollars at perhaps the lowest rate we had ever issued 10-year debt. Um, so I think it, it it plays on both sides, right? Um, there was great demand for those bonds, not only here in the U.S., but but uh, from your European pension funds. Congratulations on the green bonds. That's a score. Thank you. Well, this has been fascinating, Bill. All in all apartments may be the single brightest point on the horizon. Thank you for joining us. Well, it was great to see you today, and I appreciate the time. Thank you. Multifamily has recently given housing starts a badly needed boost. In fact, nearly all of August's gains were linked to multifamily. It's welcome news. The next hurdle, supply chain disruptions. Suppliers are having to work around West Coast ports of entry where COVID protocols are slowing imports. The market must find a way to solve this problem for builders. Until then, production will feel the sting. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Linda Hoffman. See you on our next exciting episode of NAHB Power Hitters.